Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, Greeny, back and better than ever. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Christopher Mad Dog Russo live in this hour. He's about a half hour away. We'll talk to Mad Dog about the action from the weekend and everything that we've seen and everything that we're seeing. And um, he's coming on in part also to talk about he and Mike Frances are going to be together with Stephen A. on First Take this week, which is, I, I think, brilliant and should be a lot of fun to watch. So uh, all that and more we'll talk about with Chris when he joins us in a little bit. We've got uh, so far to recap where we've been. We've had a bunch of obnoxiousness from the Eagle fan Hembo. We have had uh, some conversation. We talked at length about the um, officiating and and the reasons why I think that is of significant concern. And uh, obviously pretty much wall-to-wall on the football today. Let's do question of the day. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. You know, the football is the only sport where literally every game is a referendum on everything. And I make no apologies for it because I think it is the right thing. Part of the reason for that is because it is the only sport where the games are as spaced out as they are. So every game, for example, of the Baseball World Series cannot be a referendum on everything because there's going to be another game the following day. Same in the NBA Finals. I cover the NBA Finals for the network now. We're in Boston last year. We're in San Francisco. One moment, Steph Curry is the greatest player of all time. The next, he's can't come up big in the big games. But those conversations only last about a day because you got to move on to the next game. In football, we have all this time to sit and watch and ponder and consider. So, here's the perfect illustration of that. Last week, the question was all about, is Joe Burrow ready to displace Patrick Mahomes as the man, as the face, as the top dog of the National Football League? That was the question, and I make no apologies for asking it. That was the right question to be asking last week. Today, I think the question of, can Patrick Mahomes still make a run at being the GOAT, the greatest of all time, is right back on the table. Yesterday was the defining game of Patrick Mahomes' career so far. I know he won a Super Bowl once before. I know he was brilliant and valiant in defeat in the other one. I know he probably played the best game of his career against Buffalo in the AFC, whatever that was, divisional round last year, the crazy game that they won ultimately in overtime. But yesterday was the day that the great ones have. Yesterday is the day that he's limping, hopping on that foot. He loses one receiver, then another receiver. He's up against the other guy, the legend, who's looking to take his uh, title in his building, renaming it in honor of the other quarterback. And he heard it, and he rose up. And with a depleted receiving core and everything else, he threw for 340 yards and two touchdowns and no picks. And as Dan Orlovsky said, the defense didn't touch the football, much less catch it. And in the biggest moments when he could barely walk, he ran. That's a guy who beat you yesterday with his head and with his guts. And that's what the great ones do. 
Johnny Unitas and Tom Brady and Joe Montana and Peyton Manning and the others that we talk about as the greatest quarterbacks of all time did not beat you because they were more talented. They beat you with their guts and with their brains. So Mahomes might be the most talented guy we've ever seen. But if you're going to make a run at the GOAT, then this is going to have to have longevity. He's not going to become the greatest quarterback of all time before some of his physical brilliance is going to start to erode. And what's going to replace it? The moxie that he showed you yesterday, the toughness that he showed you yesterday, the smarts that he showed you yesterday. He won that game with his head and with his heart. And that's what the great ones do. That's what made Johnny Unitas, Johnny Unitas, and Joe Montana, Joe Montana, and Tom Brady, Tom Brady. And it's, it's the beginning of that becoming what Patrick Mahomes is. And Hembo, you had a graphic on TV with us this morning. He now has four playoff games of at least 300 passing yards, two touchdowns, and no picks. The record for those is Brady with six. Mahomes has four, and he's 27 years old. The chase for the GOAT is very much on, and I make no apologies for saying it today. Hembo. Yeah, the, the Hall of Fame executive Ernie Accorsi once said of Johnny Unitas, what made him the greatest quarterback of all time wasn't his arm or his size. It was what was inside his stomach. That's actually the quote that I thought of in recapping Patrick Mahomes yesterday, because that's the exact game he had on one leg doing what he did. Here's where we are with Patrick Mahomes, in my judgment. Tom Brady is very likely always going to be considered the GOAT because of all of the championships. Obviously, winning three so early in his career helped quite a bit. But Patrick Mahomes is LeBron. Patrick Mahomes is always the best player in the league, and his team is always going to be in the Final Four so long as he is reasonably healthy. Is he likely to get to seven rings? No, of course not, because... Only one person has ever done that, and it is very likely only one person ever will. But that's who Patrick Mahomes is. It'll be a goat versus boat discussion, but it's not too early. If Patrick Mahomes wins this year, he won't be so far behind Tom Brady's That's my point. For sure. He will have, if he wins it this year, then at the same age, he will have been in as many Super Bowls as Brady. He will have won two to Brady's three. Brady would have been three and oh in the Super Bowl at that point, and Mahomes would be two and one. He also was going to have two MVP awards. Tom Brady at that age had none. Regular season MVP awards. Brady at that age had none. So, again, of course it is premature to talk about Patrick Mahomes in comparison to Tom Brady. It is not premature to talk about the trajectory that he is on. And that's the trajectory that he's on. I mean, to say he's on a Hall of Fame trajectory is so understating it. I believe that Patrick Mahomes could retire after the Super Bowl and make the Hall of Fame. I think so. Gail Sayers is in the Hall of Fame for playing five or six great years. Patrick Mahomes has been every bit as great as him, if not better. He's been in the championship game every year that he's been the starter. He's about to go to his third Super Bowl. He's won one of them and maybe one more. I think he's a Hall of Famer now. And so then the questions become about where he goes. But that is what I mean when I say every week is a referendum on everything. Because, Bubba, last week, a legitimate conversation was being had about whether or not he still owned the league. And now that question feels as as though it is steadfastly ridiculous. And we start talking about his historical place. That's what football is. And to me, it's one of the things that makes football so great.
Yeah, absolutely. Last week it was burrow this, burrow that, burrow head. It was you know it was it was crazy. And now I agree, we're right back into the Mahomes thing. And and I'm not sure if he will ever surpass Brady, just given all of his accolades. But I think you know what we talk about all the time on the show is Brady's the goat. But for the most part, we all kind of agree Rogers is is the boat. And I would say there's probably a good chance Mahomes will surpass him as is the best of all time. We'll see. I mean, there's a, he's got a long way to go. We'll, we'll get into the historical conversation with Chris Russo and all that when he joins us. And we have a lot more things that we do. I do want to make one other comment. Um, I, I never talk about politics on this show, literally ever, and I'm not going to now. I don't know anything about the mayor of Cincinnati's politics. Um, I looked him up this morning and see that he is a Democrat that has nothing to do with this. I don't know anything about his policies. He may be an outstanding mayor, and I wish him nothing but success. I hope that he is a wonderful, does a wonderful job for the people of Cincinnati, and um, may he live a long and healthy life. But I was so put off by what he said um, leading up to this game that, frankly, I switched my rooting allegiance. I, I, I didn't have a horse in this race, obviously, and I was kind of rooting for the Chiefs because I like Andy. Excuse me, I was rooting for the um, – I usually root for the Chiefs because I like Andy, but I was rooting for the Bengals. I kind of like the story. I was kind of kind of get swept up in the Joe Burrow thing and everything else. I didn't mind the players doing that Burrow head stuff because that's what players do. And then the mayor jumps in. Now, I don't have a problem with a mayor making bets with the mayors of other cities. I don't have a problem with the mayor, particularly if he or she is legitimately a big fan of the team, you know, getting really involved, talking, whatever. Talk a little smack. Oh, we're the best team. Burrow's the best quarterback. All that stuff. That stuff is all fair game because it's harmless. But for those who didn't see it, the mayor of Cincinnati actually, like, issued this thing that he he put on video and sent out there in which he asked for uh, Joe Burrow to take a paternity test to prove whether or not he is Patrick Mahomes' father. And that felt to me like it was beyond cringeworthy. Like some things, to use the, the term of the day, are cringe. That went way beyond cringe. That's an extraordinarily bad taste, in my opinion, and well beneath what should be the dignity of an elected office. Like that's a disgusting thing to say. Forgetting the fact that Patrick Mahomes' father happens to be someone that anyone who knows sports already knows, I don't, I don't mean it as that. But it just felt like, dude, are you kidding? Like, that's so obviously over the line, in my opinion, of just decent taste and decency, period. So, again, does this mean he's the worst person ever? No, of course not. And Everyone makes mistakes. But... I don't know if everyone shared that thought, but I said to myself, I hope Mahomes sticks it right up his you-know-what, and I loved seeing his father smoking that cigar yesterday, and he should send a box of them to the mayor of Cincinnati and say, smoke on these, buddy. And I loved uh, Travis Kelsey yesterday calling him a jabroni and whatever else it is. Um, That I, I don't know what anyone else thought of it. I'm only speaking for myself. I found that a thousand percent in terrible taste well beyond the line and well beneath what should be the dignity of the office to which he was elected. That's one person's opinion. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we will start looking ahead to the Super Bowl again. Chris Mad Dog Russo's on the way and a whole lot more. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. I, this is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Again, we always have um, the hashtag crew together here. And Cam, who is a Philadelphia fan and an Eagles fan, is picking all the music today. Now, because this is coming down the line, you're not hearing it that well. That doesn't sound like it. Was that Elton John's voice? Am I hearing Elton John or is that someone else singing Philadelphia Freedom? Uh, I'm unsure. I, I looked in the system and this said it was Elton John, but it sounds a little <laughs> so weird. It doesn't sound like Elton John. I think does it's it? the uh, Tina Turner version. Oh, excellent. Then <laughs> it was labeled incorrectly. All right, fair enough. Oh, I don't Cam. have a problem with it. I, Tina Turner's version is probably just fine by me. I was going to say I've heard this song 10,000 times in my life and it's never sounded exactly like this, but you know what? Tina can do it any way she wants to do it. All right, anyway. So we've got the celebration going on here. So let's talk about briefly, because we'll have two weeks to work our way up to it, but we should have a quick moment on the upcoming Super Bowl. Hembo and I were just sort of kicking back and forth what the prevailing storylines are going to be. In the buildup, the storylines are pretty simple to me. How healthy is Jalen Hurts? How healthy is Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes has got the ankle. Hurts has got the shoulder. Hurts did not look good yesterday at all. Now, that defense has made a lot of people look bad. That defense just made Dak Prescott look incredibly bad and got a highly thought-of offensive coordinator fired in, uh, what's his name, Boy Wonder, Kellen Moore. So that's the number one defense in the league for a reason. So Hurts more than held his own, and obviously they scored 31 points. But um, just how healthy is he, how capable is he of being the MVP caliber player we saw all year long versus Mahomes and the ankle? Those are the stories going in. I am exceedingly confident that Patrick Mahomes will play like himself so long as his offensive line can hold the fort. Two years ago in the Super Bowl, it could not 
He stood no chance, and I thought played heroically even so. Jalen Hurts is not the same player that he was when he was the MVP frontrunner two, three months ago. He cannot throw the football as effectively. The Eagles will still be able to run the ball with some degree of success, but you're not going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl if you produce one explosive play in the pass game the way that you did yesterday, and you have to run the ball 44 times and average three yards a clip. That's just not going to work. So I almost want to throw yesterday's numbers out of the window and only deal in what we saw with the eye test because... Who knows how they play offense in that game if the other team does has a quarterback on the field? Like at, at, at some point, and Greg Olson said it. Like you know, when you're in the announcer on one of these games, like the network doesn't want you to. No one wants you to say, "Look, guys, this game is over." But even he had to say the only way the 49ers come back in this game is if the Eagles make a big mistake, and the way you make a mistake is by putting the ball in the air. So I don't know that they wouldn't have thrown the ball more and that they would have run the ball as much as they did. Who knows what their offensive game plan actually was when in the middle of, you know, early in the third quarter, this became a non-game. I, I want to throw those numbers out. I'm just basing this on the eye test. Well, that's what worries me and a lot of other Eagles fans is that the Eagles have legitimately not have to play a four-quarter meaningful game in a really long time because both this week and last week, the game was over. Gardner Minshew finished both of the games. There was that week 18 against the Giants in which the Eagles showed nothing and just needed to clinch the one seed. There was the Saints game and the Cowboys game in which Gardner Minshew started. The Bears game previously was the one in which Jalen Hurts got hurt. The Chiefs have been playing better teams and playing for four quarters while the Eagles haven't had to do that in two months now. That is a legitimate concern of mine because this is not going to be a game in which the Eagles have cemented it by the like midway through the third quarter again. There's just no way. Agreeing in the hashtag crew here on ESPN Radio. A starting stronger starts at AutoZone where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone with AutoZone. I, I think this also needs to be said. And it is not meant in any way to be disrespectful to what the Eagles have done, they did what they were supposed to do. They met the challenges that were placed in front of them. But I can't imagine an easier path to the Super Bowl than the Eagles just had. They had, there are three levels of the playoffs. They had a bye through the first one. They had a Giants team that was playing in and of itself at a disadvantage. They had back-to-back road games on a short week, a difference in rest, all those things. Plus, the Giants were an overachieving team that their season was an enormous success just by getting as far as they did. The Giants were about as easy a win as you could get in that spot. In a divisional round of the playoffs, I can't imagine that there are too many easier games than the Eagles had in that one. And then when they were finally stepping up in class to face, you know, a... a, a an opponent their own size, if you will, in San Francisco, they knocked their quarterbacks out. Now, again, as Rex kept saying over and over again, let's not act like the San Francisco quarterbacks hurt themselves. The Eagles knocked the quarterbacks out of the game, and that is part of the sport. But the truth remains, if those guys don't get hurt, who knows what happens in this game? And the wor- who is the worst team in the NFL this year? Whoever, the Houston or... The, sh- the Bears had the first pick. Oh, uh, the Bears. If the Bears had played San Francisco, and this is a terrible analogy because the Bears actually beat San Francisco week one uh, in, a, in a monsoon. But if the Bears yesterday had played San Francisco with the quarterback situation the way it was, the Bears would have beaten them. Any team in the NFL, every team in the NFL would have beaten them. They didn't have a quarterback for half a football game. So 
That's not a test. So the reality, Cam, about your Eagles, and I give you credit because you're the one who put this in the Google Doc, is they had the easiest path to the Super Bowl maybe in NFL history. Cam, how does that make you feel? Uh, definitely concerned, but the way you get that easiest path, and obviously they had, a once again, a pretty easy regular season, is by dominating pretty much every team they face in the regular season to get that bye and to get the Giants in the second round. Yes, the 49ers should have been the test, but I feel like all season they haven't had the most difficult path, but anytime we're like, okay, this team might be a team that the Eagles uh, might have to contend with, they kick the crap out of them so you get that by being a dominant team yes they haven't faced a big test like the Chiefs have throughout this playoffs um, but I know that Nick Sirianni has two weeks now to prepare for a very good football team and I have confidence in him and Hurts and the rest of them to do that I think that's 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 exactly the right approach to take it doesn't diminish what they've done because you play who's in front of you and that's it they didn't make their own schedule this is not like criticizing a college team for playing a soft preseason schedule they had nothing to do with how good or bad or what their schedule was or anything else but what it does do is make you wonder how they will handle the step up in class because kansas city has a great offensive line they have the best quarterback in football they have, um, assuming those receivers, I don't know how hurt those guys are. Do we know how hurt the McCole Hardmans of the world are? That, that, I guess, is a factor in all this. And their defense just played great. And they have a, a, a true superstar on the defensive side in Chris Jones. Yeah, I agree with that. But if we're to be honest, if you break down each of these position groups, as we will over the last two weeks, there are really only two in which you would say the Chiefs have a clear and obvious advantage. And those two are the Hall of Fame quarterback and the Hall of Fame tight end. The Eagles roster is front to back way better. The Eagles are going to be able to win on both lines of scrimmage. <laughs> the question is, how great is Patrick Mahomes? Is he so great to overcome that? And look, we know Travis Kelsey is going to catch a dozen passes because he's always open. But that's going to wind up being the whole thing here. Two weeks from now, as we prepare for this game, the, the final question, the defining question of the game will be, can the Hall of Fame quarterback beat the all-time great pass rush? Everything else will matter, but that will matter the most. What about I, the uh, coach? I like to think the Chiefs have the advantage on that one. I think that Andy Reid will have the advantage when it comes to what happens in the next two weeks. But if I've learned anything from watching Andy Reid's coach since 2000, it's that I'm not sure he has the advantage once, once stuff happens on Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, he's lost a lot of games that he shouldn't in the playoffs. That's fair. And, and all of us who remember the one Super Bowl that he took Philadelphia to will remember the way they handled the end of that game and the lack of urgency and not running the, you know, the, the plays fast enough and all of that. So I think that's fair. But here's, here's, here's the, the, the counter, if one is necessary, to what you just said. Yes, the Eagles have advantages in different places, but in most of those places, they're not so marked as to be like disproportionate. They're not so much better on the offensive line, for example, than Kansas City is that you say to yourself, the Chiefs offensive line might not have the better day than the other team. Yeah, the Eagles top to bottom roster wise, no question, they're better, but it's not thoroughly one sided. And it is it is enough that I think Mahomes could make it up and then some. The question is how capable is he of doing it's just one thing to be able to play on one leg it's another thing to be able to play on one leg against a team that has what do they have 80 sacks at this point in this? 78 sacks. 78 sacks <laughs> so that's that's a whole other question the one defense the Eagles have on offense is that they actually might be able to move the line of scrimmage enough in the run game to where Patrick Mahomes only gets eight possessions like that's going to be as much a factor as anything else if the Eagles can run the ball the way they have in the previous two games then, and that's a big, that is a Chiefs weakness on, on, on defense. That is the one matchup where you might say, okay, everything else is rendered moot because the Eagles run it for 300 yards in that game. We will talk about it all with the man, the myth, the legend, 
the one and only mad dog, Chris Russo, will join us live next after this word from AutoZone. Are you dealing with a dead battery? Head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. Let you know if you need a new battery or not. If you're just in need of a fresh charge, if you do need a replacement battery, they've got reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99. They're the only place you can find proven tough Duralast batteries. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. The Mad Dog is next, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Grainy on ESPN Radio, the hashtag crew is all assembled around us. The Super Bowl is set. Kansas City, Philadelphia, two weeks from yesterday for all the football marbles in Arizona. There's going to be a very interesting week here at ESPN, and I, for one, am looking forward to it. Wednesday on First Take, you know that we've always had Chris Russo now for the last, I don't know, year or so. Chris Russo has been in there with Stephen A. every Wednesday going back and forth, and it has just been wonderful. I mean, from the day it started, um, I have just loved it, and all I've wondered is why did no one think of this before because the two of them were born to sit next to each other. Well, the reality is any of us who grew up with them, knows that the two who were actually born to sit next to each other were Chris Russo and Mike Francesa. And for one day only on Wednesday, they're going to sit next to each other on the opposite side of the table from Stephen A. And they're going to go head-to-head debating with him on first take on ESPN. So I think everyone is looking forward to that, myself included, and certainly included, is Chris the Mad Dog Russo. Good afternoon, Christopher. 
Uh, good afternoon there, Michael. How are you today, pal? Okay? Well, I'm great. Give everyone a quick thought on that. I have a million things I want to get to with you, but a quick thought from you on what we're going to experience on Wednesday. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, I think maybe that Mike and I will get along more than you think, and we'll gang up on Stephen A. Uh, it's <laughs> going to be very interesting. Who is going to be the guy that has to defend himself? Is it going to be Mike, me, and Stephen A. against him? Is it going to be me with Mike and Stephen A. against me? Or is it going to be Stephen A. with Mike and me against him? I don't exactly know what the, what the combinations will be. Um, I would think they would like to have me and Mike kill each other. And Stephen A. and Molly can play moderators, but Stephen A. might spend a half hour kissing our rear ends, which is going to make me sick. So I'm not too sure how that will go. There will be a scenario where there will be, we, we will definitely somewhere in the two hours, Mike and I will team up instead of being opposing, we're team up and we're gang up and we'll bury Stephen A. on something that he says that will drive us crazy. All so right. I would think for a good part of the show, Stephen A. will get pounded, and then the other half of the show, you have Mike and I pound each other. That's the way I would look at it. I, I've been saying it to anyone who my prediction is that Mike and Stephen A. wind up teaming up against you. That's just that's my prediction. <laughs> oh really? I don't know why. Wow. That's just what I think is going to happen because I watch you guys, and I've, I grew up listening to you and Mike together. I think they are more like-minded. Like I think the two of them think more similarly. Like you bring the historical perspective to things, which I love, and and I know everyone gives you a hard time on that show, but I. I love it, and I'm with you on 90% of the places that you go. But generally speaking, when I see you and Stephen A. going at it, I always feel like it reminds me of you and Mike going at it, which always, at least in my head, means that Mike, I, I equate Mike's perspective and his um, sort of sensibility with Stephen A.'s sensibility, and that suggests to me that at least, uh, at least part of it is going to be the two of them against you. Well, look, uh, one, I just, I texted Mike, Mike and I have been texting the last few days, and he watched it last week, and he said, I totally agree with you on Diggs. Oh. You know, when I got on Diggs for yelling at Allen mm-hmm. on the game there yep. that week on Sunday, yep. and I said, amongst other things, you wonder sometimes if Diggs would have Diggs would have done as much yelling in a loss if he caught 12 balls for 180 yards mm-hmm. instead of uh, you know three catches for 37 yards in a loss. And Mike agreed, and Stephen A. didn't. So there's an example where Mike will be a little harder on the player today than, say, Stephen A. would be, and I agree with Mike. So in that scenario, I can see us being a little anti-Stephen A. because he thought Diggs did nothing wrong. He gave him a pass, and Mike and I had major problems with it. So there's one I think you could see us team up and bury Stephen A. with. I'll tell you one thing about Stephen A. A. Diggs beat me is mm-hmm. hard. If he gets me and Mike on, on the same Agree on the uh, agreeing on the same topic against him. He's got absolutely no chance, none, <laughs> to win that debate. Well, he is wa- he is walking in uh, to the arena, and we'll see where it goes. Anyway, it could be great fun. Uh, that's this Wednesday on First Take. Mike and the Mad Dog together with Stephen A. All right, let me go through. Uh, i got 10 minutes here. Let me go through everything with you. First of all, AFC game, Mahomes against Burrow, a million storylines. What was your number one most important takeaway from that game? Uh, Mahomes' character and how hard he played with a bad ankle. And, you know, he had a lot of receivers banked up. Kelsey was 100%. And the fact that he gutted his way through that game was, uh, was, was really a tremendous job. Number two, I know a lot of the bad whistles against the Bengals. They got a bad whistle in this game. Not the last call with the late hit, but a lot of bad whistles. But here's the bottom line if you're a Cincinnati fan. Burrow had the ball with a first down at his own 33-yard line with two timeouts and 56 seconds at 2020. 
drive another 40 yards and kick a game-winning field goal. Mm -hmm. So I know the punt return. There was a block in the back. I understand the intentional grounding. I know the third nine nonsense was stopping a play and doing it over again. I know there are a lot of scenarios for the Spengals that were shaky, but, we, but Mike, if you think about it, they had the ball twice, and the second time they had the ball, they had a first down at the 33-yard line to drive down and kick a game-winning field goal, and were not able to do it. And then number three, I don't know about you, but I don't like the game. I hate the Eagle fan drives me crazy. <laughs> um, that's going to bother me. The Philadelphia fan going to be giddy for a week, and that's going to drive me nuts. And I'm a little chiefed out. Three Super Bowls in four years. Mahomes, the wonderful warrior. Andy Reid, the storyline there. This game, San Francisco, Cincinnati, for whatever the reason, the fourth time, would I would have totally gotten into it. Or third time. This one, I'm not as wrapped up in. I don't love the game. Those are my three storylines. Chris, Mad Dog Russo with us here on ESPN Radio. So if you're phillied out and you're done with Philly, as one who was the preeminent voice of sports in New York City for decades. How did you feel about the Empire State Building yesterday adopting the Eagles colors oh, to celebrate? Grace, who decided to do that? I mean, my God. And then play the Fly Eagle Fly nonsense? <laughs> I mean, I have had a lot of people get all sick. That is stupid, Mike. Am I right or wrong? <laughs> New no. York is going to salute the Philadelphia Eagles? Mm-hmm. Really? I know the Eagle fan is much more uh, annoyed when the New York fan gets in the mix than the other way around, but that is ridiculous. We're going to sit there, same division. The Giants got mauled the week beforehand, and now we're going to salute them. Mind-bogglingly stupid. And the other thing I would say, and this is going to bother the Eagle fan, Mike, and you know I'm correct, name me a team that had an easier ride to the Super Bowl, the 85 Bears maybe, than this. They beat the Giants who didn't belong and a fourth-string quarterback for San Francisco. It can't get any easier than that as far as the Eagles, these two home games. I think you'd agree. We talked about that earlier. Yes, no, it's, it's got to be one of the easiest paths ever. They actually wound up on a fifth-string quarterback, which they didn't even have. So they wound up going to, back to Purdy, who couldn't throw a pass. It, it would, no, look, I said the worst team in the NFL would have won that game yesterday, considering the circumstances. Now, the flip side of that is they didn't make the schedule, they earned what they got, and they are where they are. As far as the Empire State Building is concerned, what it demonstrates to me, as, as one who was born and raised in New York, the Empire State Building is trying to set itself up here, Chris, as sort of an international or at minimum a national phenomenon. You know, as, as opposed to being a New York institution, it wants to it wants to be sort of a national and international institution. But it's going to make very angry all of the people. I mean, the Giant fan are not going to be happy to see the green and white up there celebrating the Eagles. A hundred percent. And it's called the Empire State Building. That's New right. York's called the Empire State. Right. I mean, it's a joke. <laughs> I mean, it really bothered me. Nobody looks at the Empire State Building as, and nobody from Philadelphia uses the damn Empire State Building. Right. So that really, that bothered me. And think about the Eagles for a second yesterday. The first touchdown, they shouldn't have scored. The guy, Smith dropped the pass. Yep. Shanahan should have challenged it. He did not. And that was fourth down. The second touchdown, they had three penalties on the Niner defense to set up the touchdown drive at 7-7 late in the second quarter. And then the third touchdown, freaking Josh Johnson dropped the snap, which was the fumble at 21. I mean, they really had the easiest game known to freaking man. And I don't, listen, I'm not sure if Purdy plays. Uh, I don't know if the Niners win. They probably don't. But it wouldn't have been 31-7. I can promise you that. No, It I, wouldn't have been 31 For sure. You will never know. I mean, the, the sad thing is that should have been a great game considering the magnitude. It should have been a, a heavyweight fight between two legitimate champion con, championship contenders. 
And we will now never know what the game would have been otherwise. So we'll wait and see. Okay, a couple of other quick things while I have you. Um, the hiring of Nathaniel Hackett by the New York Jets, does that signal to you that your expectation is that Aaron Rodgers will be the quarterback of the New York Jets this coming year? I'd have to assume that, Mike. Uh, you being the huge Jet fan, a Jet fan, I know Schefter said that maybe this week a little uh, you know, discourse between the Packers and the Jets. Woody Johnson, I'll take what it I'll pay what it gets to get a quarterback. The Jets did go after Favre. Before he got hurt, he played well. Then it collapsed. Um, you know, Rodgers in New York would be interesting, but I do believe he's got plenty left. They do have Jordan Love sitting there. It will cost the Jets lots of picks, two ones. But, I mean, you can't tell me that the Jets did not hire Hackett, at least thinking that maybe this would help them recruit Favre. How to be in the back of their mind. So I think that is a very real possibility that Rodgers ends up. He's going to play. He's making too much money. He's going to play. He's not quitting. Mm-hmm. He's going to play. Uh, so then it comes down to have the Packers grown tired of him, and they still have the backup sitting there. I could see him with the Jets next year. I think you'd agree. And if he does come here, he's got plenty left. The Jets will be a dynamic team in this AFC East. Uh, Mike, so yes, I can see a connection. Mike and the Mad Dog reunion with Stephen A. this week uh, on Wednesday on First Take. Chris is with us here on ESPN Radio. I, I'm just seeing news here. I'm sorry to be bouncing something off of you that you may very well have not heard before we came on, but one of the things that I've always liked most about you is your appreciation for the history of sports. And I, I, I am one, I think you know this, that I, I started my career in Chicago. I grew up in New York, but then I started my career in Chicago covering sports in Chicago. And so I can tell you, that there were going to be uh, grown adults crying in Chicago today with the news that Bobby Hull has died. Uh, The Golden Jet, 84 years old. He played 15 seasons for the Blackhawks. I can tell you that in Chicago, uh, he is one of the most beloved athletes that city ever had. Um, The the, the modern fan may know him better because he's Brett Hull's father, uh, but Bobby Hull, one of the genuinely great players in the history of the sport. Chris, I'm just seeing this news that he died, uh, I, I believe, last night. Yeah, uh, you'd be the perfect guy to ask. Mount Rushmore of Chicago, it's Jordan. Uh, I mean, you you know, you uh, Walter Payton. One. Walter Payton. Payton, two. Ernie Payton Banks. Three. I, I, think, I, think Ernie Ernie Banks, Banks. I think Ernie Banks and Bobby Hull uh, would round it out. Certainly, if you're taking a player from every sport, then that's the unquestioned um, group and then, and then the arguments we've had this conversation before of course and the arguments become does Scotty Pippen belong on the list ahead of somebody else because he was there for all six championships and everything else but if, if you are representing every sport for sure the greatest baseball player in the history of Chicago on either side of town is Ernie Banks uh, right, Hembo am I getting that right I mean should I be talking about was is there like some historic player, like Nelly Fox or something like that? For no the- one older. No, no, you got it right. No, it's got to be Banks. Okay, it's so it's be Banks. Banks. Walter Payton is, is certainly the best player the Bears have, as great as Dick Butkus was, as great as Gail Sayers was and others. It's definitely Payton. Um, and and uh, and basketball goes without saying. So, yeah, Chris, I think he is. I think he's on the Mount Rushmore of all-time Chicago wow. sports. Yeah, I went to the WHA with the Winnipeg Jets. Did not play in that U.S. Uh, USA, U, uh, Canadian USSR Great Summit Series in 72 because they wouldn't take any WHA players, and he had just left. I was a Blackhawk fan growing up as a kid, uh, so I loved him too. I mean, I was, I'm was a little older than you, so I mm-hmm. remember when I was 12 or 13. I, I, you know, uh, not in the 60s. Now, when did they win the Cup? They 61. won a Cup there with him. When did they win that Cup? 61. 65, maybe? I think the story 61. I'm looking at says 61, yeah. 
Uh, okay, because they were very good there in the early 70s. They lost to Montreal in a seventh game at Chicago 5-3. I think that was in 71. That may have been his last year. You may look that up. That might have been his last year there. Um, but he was a tremendous number nine, a great goal scorer. He was the Chicago version of Gordie Howe with Detroit, Maurice Richard with Montreal. Flop, uh, tremendous shot, blonde hair, uh, 100%. I'm with you. He was a tremendous, tremendous player. I will try to do something on that today, too, Mike. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Uh, and if you're a Blackhawk fan of yesteryear, and don't forget they lost Tony Esposito not too long ago, too, right? Yep. About a year ago. Tony died. Um, but, yeah, one of the all-timers, no question about it. I'd have to look at his career a little bit more significantly, significantly to know all the ins and outs of it. But uh, wonderful, fun. You know, a great winger could have had an unbelievable shot. Scored a million. How many goals did he score in his career? He must have had about eight fifty goal seasons, right? Something the, the, like that. I'm I'm starting to get numbers. They're coming in just now. Like the news literally just broke. So I don't have all that in front of me. We'll have it all as the day goes on. I knew you were exactly the. I knew if there's anyone I could bounce this off of blind, it would be Chris Mad Dog Russo. And I'm running out of time here, so I got to run. Chris, we'll all be watching Wednesday. We'll obviously be listening to you on Sirius XM and the rest of it. You are the best. Thank you, Chris. Hi, Mikey. Thank you, pal. I'll see you soon. See you in here on Wednesday. Chris Mad Dog Russo, again, you'll hear him this afternoon and every afternoon on Sirius XM. That that news literally came while I was talking to him. Um, I saw that news in in Chicago today. People are going to be very, very sad. That is, you have have numbers in front of you or no? I I saw you seem to be uh, flipping through the computer quickly. We're going to run out of time here. So, I mean, they'll they'll, they'll come out as we go. He's, I think, you know, I love those kind of conversations. I just sort of right up my alley. The, the 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 Mount Rushmore of each different city, and in Chicago, I I, I believe there's no question it's him. Wow! I, and I don't pretend to be as much a student of the history of the NHL as I am the other three major sports. I feel good about Banks, right? I feel good about Banks uh, Walter, the ball Walter mm-hmm. Payton for sure. Uh, Michael Jordan, obviously, and Bobby Hall dead at the age of. 84. Obviously, that conversation and others will continue. We'll see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also, catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.